Hello, and welcome to Inspired Leadership, and I hope you're in the midst of having an outstanding day. I'm Dr. Scott Vinciguerra, your host and CEO of Vinciguerra Consulting Group, an internationally recognized leadership development firm where we help individuals and teams and organizations by giving them the success tools that they need to tap into their potential in leadership and in life. And as our focus of this episode, I am going to share with you the success tools that you need to move the needle in your leadership life when it comes to leading people each and every day. Today is part two of the start of an 11-part series on what it takes to get consistent results from your team. And if you are in a supervisory management or leadership position, you know that that dynamic is part and parcel to how you will be evaluated. So I have created this curriculum with over 20 years of experience in guiding teams toward peak performance to help you and your team for that matter, to achieve those results with this program titled Coaching Your Tribe, 10 Competencies for Extracting Extraordinary Results. So get your notebook ready, as we always do, to take some notes for this program. And in this episode, we are going to discuss the importance of the first competency over communication. Before we take that deep dive, though, I want to make sure that you have the right mindset for what you are about to experience. And the mindset that you have to trans transition and transform into is to be a coach. An aspect of any management or leadership position is to shift how we engage with our employees to that coaching mindset. And the key to that mindset is this, your job is to get that person or that team from point A to point B in a way that they could likely not have gotten there on their own. That, by definition, is a coach. I want you to see yourself in that role as the head coach of your team. You will be responsible for assembling everything from how the team goes about engaging with each other, how you hold a premium to the commitments of accountability, allocation of resources, allowing certain teammates to shine in certain circumstances, as well as taking all the blame when the team misses the mark and delivering all the credit to the team when it succeeds. As the head coach, you must possess an array of skills to manage the team toward peak performance. You must know when to accelerate the pace of the work with deadlines and expectations. And other times you will have to be a psychologist and get into the minds of your team. You'll have to be the cheerleader to inspire and motivate, as well as the person who challenges the team to be more and give more to and for each other. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> and it is. The head coach wears many hats and never gets a day off, which is why being the head coach can be equally stressful, yet simultaneously seductive and rewarding. If you have ever had the, <clears throat> the opportunity to speak with a head coach who actually coaches a sports team, they will tell you that the highs of the highs never match the lows of the lows. I believe that part of the that part of the reason for that emotion is a driven desire for continuous and never-ending improvement. So now that you have that mindset ready to roll, you're ready to take on the first competency in this program: overcommunication. Overcommunication is the ability to go above and beyond with clarity of words and actions between two or more people or processes so that each party is aware of the expectation involved within the communication. Coaches and players, those who would be your direct reports, 
should rarely be blindsided by something that could have been communicated in advance. And it is up to the coach to establish patterns in behavior through the systems that are organic to your work and your work environment, which allow for communication to happen. If those systems are broken, it is your job to fix them. If they cannot be fixed, get creative and innovative with your team to design a new way of going about your business so that you can communicate with greater efficiency. Now, when I share this information in a workshop with a group, we examine the ways that communication is traditionally conveyed in the workplace. And more often than not, we come up with a list like this, emails, face-to-face, -face, text messages, internal platforms, meetings, uh, Zoom or Teams. But how many times have we discussed something in one of those moments and the messages from those moments does not make its way to the people that actually have to do the work to get the agenda item done? Lots of times. So you think of this idea of overcommunication as an accountability tool or instrument for you. If you leave that meeting, it is now your responsibility to take those messages to the people and delegate those responsibilities to them. If you don't, the ball is going to get dropped. And when it does, it will be on you. So the first lesson to overcommunication is do the work of executing the messaging so that everyone is on the proverbial same page or reading from the same sheet of music, if you will. As a follow-up to that step, it is sometimes helpful to ask at least one or two of your direct reports to repeat what it is that they perceive they have to do to get the job done that has been delegated to them. That way it reinforces for you that they know what to do. And if they don't, you can review the process again with them. And it allows for the direct report to essentially put it in their own words so that they can hear themselves aloud say what they have to do. Additionally, it allows others in the group an opportunity to begin creating mental models of the process itself, particularly if it is somewhat complex so that they can get a framework of understanding of the timeline or the process or the procedure itself. That way, once again, you can correct them should there be something that is misunderstood. Now, it isn't uncommon at this point in the workshop where someone will speak up and say, well, you know, Dr. Scott, it seems like if we do it this way, we're beating a dead horse. And I respond with this. Yeah, that's how you know you're, you're doing it right. <laughs> okay, so the whole idea here is to execute the idea. Check in with the individual or team for clarity. Support the team through the process and hold the standard for high performance. If you want to get massive results with your team or any aspect of your life, you really only need to do two things. And I got this idea from one of my mentors, Tony Robbins. Number one, change your standard. If you continue to expect better performance or results with the standards being the same, you'll consistently miss the mark and become frustrated. So to get extraordinary results, the first thing you must do is change your standard. Next, and number two, take massive action. If you take small actions or just a bit of action, you'll get just that. Think about what you could achieve as a leader when the moment arrives and you need to take massive action, but instead you took just enough to get by. What could your tribe learn from you to be bold, to be courageous, to be fierce in your leadership?
If you're able to do these two things with regard to overcommunication, you will have less folks walking around with ambiguity and speculation and more that have a clear sense of direction and confidence in what and where they are going. Okay, so now <clears throat> it's time to take a look at your systems. Compile a list of your own in the areas of your work where the communication gets sideways. Schedule time with your team to unpack those moments and be honest about how those moments are impeding your ability to be in a state of peak performance. Once you have identified what they are, ask yourselves better questions. Questions like, are we willing to change this to make it better? Do we have the ability to make this change and see immediate results? What do we need to pay closer attention to in our communication so that we get the results we desire? From here, you should be able to dissect the issues, create a better plan, execute it, and measure it for results. Remember, leaders always manage what they measure and measure what they manage. If it's not on your radar, you'll never know how well you are doing. And that's no way to try and build a case for yourself as a leader. Okay, so that wraps up our time together for this episode of Inspired Leadership and Coaching Your Tribe. Tune in to our next episode where we will discuss the second competency to getting extraordinary results, the competency of respectful accountability and building trust. Best of luck to you in your journey and continue to check in to Inspired Leadership for more tools and strategies and skills to support and strengthen your leadership journey. And until next time, remember, as we always sign off, remember, if you're not doing anything else, to always live with purpose and with passion. <laughs>